This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. I didn't know Crystal owned polka dots. I'm James. And my name is Keen, and nose put me where I am today. Welcome <laughs> to Sissy That Pod. We are discussing RuPaul's Drag Race season 14, and joining us today is the fantastic season three of UK, Electra Fence. She was electrifying. She was the pocket rocket, as you you called it. She, called, she probably called herself that. As I, think, I think that was that was in the description on the on on the the for the for the promo for her. Uh, but no, really good. And I, I do love a design challenge. But as we were saying in the episode, come on now, give us some chuckles. We're looking for a laugh. And I'm just yeah. I just I want my versatility. We need to address the two elephants in the room. Which is that we are reunited. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> How did I forget? I know. Between illnesses and holidays, we've managed oh. to pull it together. <laughs> Finally, at last. <laughs> <laughs> I really realised this last night when I went to see Gottmik perform at the George. And many wonderful Sister the Pod fans came over and were like, Oh my Both God, James, <laughs> you're so stunning. You're beautiful. You're amazing. And I was like, I know. And they were like, so glad to meet you so much with you <laughs> <laughs> thank god your bottom and chain is here also um, I, but no seeing Gottmik did make you kind of think like last year you had the likes of Candy Muse and Gottmik and people who you really would get excited to kind of go and like buy tickets for the show this season I'm not 100% sure that there's anyone that I'm kind of you know I would be rushing out to, to kind of to, to get those front row seats before we get into our conversation with Electra Fence just want to remind you that you can support the show over at headstuffpodcast.com for 5 euro a month you'll be getting a, a rate load of bonus content from the past and we've got you know as a listener that we have lots of international franchises coming down the line so we'll be covering all of them over in the workroom our bonus offering headstuffpodcast.com and uh, we'd be internally grateful absolutely before we get into the episode we're going to share you one of our sibling podcasts this one is for people who love a good story if you'd like to hear the mythology of willow's long-armed creature those sort of things fireside is the podcast for you fireside is the irish storytelling podcast every week you'll hear tales of mythic irish gods arthurian knights or norse vikings There is folklore from Ireland and around the world, and even historical legends like Brian Boru and Grainne Whale. Whether from poetry or prose, lyric or legend, if there is a good story at the heart of it, you'll find it here. I'm Kevin C. Olihan. I'm your host and fireside bard. With over 150 episodes and rising, there has never been a better time to join us by the fireside. Electra Fence, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Sissy That Pod. How are things with you? Where in the world are you? I'm currently sat in my bedroom. Uh, I've just finished a tour of the UK with the gorgeous Bagger, River Medway, Theresa May and the awful, disgusting Kitty Scott Claude. Grotesque. (laughs) Nasty, nasty woman. (laughs) Get rid. No, it's been been amazing. Um, So I'm absolutely shattered, but the show goes on, I'm busy, and life's good, yeah. I'm going, actually, no, well, this afternoon, I've got the afternoon off, I'm going to go watch my brother-in-law play football or something. Ooh. I mean, given that we've got our straight queen on Drag Race US, <laughs> you are like, you are taking it to that level. It's yeah, also I'm... Super Bowl Sunday, so if there's any weekend for sports for gay people, yeah. it's and do you have you ever heard of or worked with Lady Camden? No, I haven't. Um, I haven't heard of them or worked with them. Obviously, um, because I think that they're American. Well, they are English. But... Yeah, I know they live in America for a long time, all right? But yeah. I wasn't sure if she was established in the UK. Yeah, because it. Yeah, I think it, it seems like as if her entire drag career has been in the in the US, which is interesting. Kind of with U- Drag Race UK kicking off, that like mm. she could have made a choice about whether she was going to come back here and try and compete alongside the UK queens. But I feel like her style of drag lends itself a bit more to the American show, or from what we're seeing from her. Yeah, I think she's very Americanized um, in a way, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay, well, let's kick on with this episode of season 14, Glamazon Prime. Another design challenge. I'm kind of getting 
because next week's an acting challenge as well i'm like where are the dancing challenges and the comedy challenges and like snatch game still hasn't come out i feel like it's all getting kind of samey it's it's design one week and it's acting the next week i don't know i'm getting a bit getting a bit bored by the challenges Mm. yeah i am i'm missing the acting challenges i am definitely wanting more i just want snatch game all the time yeah like i just want snatch game 24 7 (laughs) and i want the terrible acting challenges i just want it all yeah you know i'm just like where is it (laughs) it's quite has it been another there's been two sewing challenges right yeah this is the second there was the ball and then this one yeah it feels like we've seen a lot of sewing challenges i quite like the sewing challenges but i do think you kind of only really want like one of them per season because it's all like that sewing in the workroom and the high stakes of are you going to finish the garment and it's like you know when you've seen that once and also i'd say for the queens like that's a very stressful challenge because there's an awful lot of skill sets that you need to do well in it and if you don't necessarily have them or if you're not really kind of predisposed like, that's just going to be like, oh, for God's sake, I thought I'd finished with this. I thought we'd already got this done. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, oh, I don't know how I do this zone challenge. Obviously, I never got there. But um, <laughs> I'd love to. I'd, I probably like hot glue stuff. Obviously, when we get into it, like, I probably do what um, George just did. Like, oh, <gasps> when we get into that part, oh, my God, <laughs> that was a wet dream. That was amazing. At the beginning of the episode, when she was reading the um, the lipstick message on the mirror, she just went, um, I dropped out of high school, so I'm not going to read it. Yeah. She didn't read the message. <laughs> I was like, bye. <laughs> no, one, no one stepped in to read the message. So she's just like, bye. Orion's <laughs> at home being like, come on, wait for people to read out my message. I've spent a lot of time on it. That bit of airtime, please. <laughs> God. <laughs> Someone who also got a lot of airtime in this week's episode is Diabetti. So there's kind of a narrative at her at the start when she sort of clashes with Deja about not saying that she wasn't annoyed with being safe. And then she kind of confronts Willow and says, well, I'm doing a baby doll. So back off. And then she gets her walk through at Rue and she asks for feedback and then she's told it's because you're too crystal method and she isn't happy with that. And then it feeds all the way through basically to when Georgia wins that she's like, it's just a bit of fabric. What what do you think they're trying to be tell us about where diabetes going in this competition based on what we've seen in this episode? She's got a storyline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I did who called someone called a bitter betty. Oh, it was um, Jasmine called her bitty, bitty betty, yeah. Yeah. Jasmine, diabetes, diabetes, or deja bitter betty, or whatever it was. Oh, God, that moment was so tense. It was tense. I was like, I would have hated it. I would have like, but I would have loved it as well. I probably would have sat there with my cup of tea like, (laughs) this is great. But I love, I do love moments like that, but I also hate them at the same time. I think that it it must be frustrating for her to walk in there and like her aesthetic and look is very similar to Crystal. Crystal... like it has become like out of season 12 like probably one of the most loved kind of you know beloved in the in the the draggers universe and franchise and for her to be coming in there and kind of constantly being compared like it would be very difficult especially for someone you can tell about diabetes that she has a competitive streak you can see it in her she wants to win like like even more so than like crystal from her what i remember of her season she was kind of like happy to be there. She was doing a good job, but she wasn't really that overly concerned with the competition. She was more concerned with just kind of, you know, taking the challenges and doing what she could with them. Whereas Diabetti, you see the fire in her belly and you can just tell she is so like, I want to do what you want me to do to win this thing and not getting yeah. the feedback and almost getting trolled by production with the kind of like, you're safe wearing what is definitely the best constructed garment on the runway, but you are safe. <laughs> yeah i i do i i think she should have been safe uh i had a different top oh. <laughs> to, i don't think she should have been anywhere near the bottom she's like a top safe you know? yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i really like her i think she's coming across really well and i think she's had a like a, a pretty decent output so far and yeah so, and and you can see like even it, it is in untouched that she's like i hate when queens go on about just being safe all the time 
but and goes on about being safe all the time because she actually just can't help herself she's just she feels this so strongly in her that she just has yeah. to say it um and i mean i've I never do. competed in drag race but they, you do see someone like crystal they say is like once they seem to say the best mentality to be is just be happy with what you did yourself and don't worry about them so it's yeah. getting beaten up by that yeah i feel like she's eating a way at herself but i feel like she's going to come out on top i do connect with her quite a lot because i do understand that she's she wants to talk, she wants to get it out, and she's it's like she wants to be noticed in a way. I don't but it's not that it's not coming across desperate because that it could come across as desperate, but she's not. Um I just think I do think she's misunderstood at times as well. I re I do like her. Do you yeah, think kind of having the experience of going into the competition, if you had been sort of fake eliminated and then brought back in would you have felt this additional pressure on top of you that you needed to be really proving yourself to a higher degree than anyone else oh god yeah definitely um yeah because i'd feel like this is what i personally would feel like not saying what they feel like like everyone would think i'm less than because i've already been taken out and then brought back in you know it's like and I don't think I do. I would feel like I do have to prove myself even more. You yeah, know, so. yeah, yeah. I think that's a very natural. Willow seems to be impaired by her illness this week, and it was kind of like I thought it was really. I know a lot of sympathy for her, seeing her really struggle with the boxes and feeling like she's just getting what's left over. And it really is a testament to her creativity that she managed to have. I looked that was one of my favorites based on what she would refer to as scraps. Oh, I love Willow. I literally want to hang out with Willow. I want them to be my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I think Willow's incredible. And what what a queen to be on the show to like show people like you can achieve anything, do you know what I mean? Um and what a what an icon. And like that garment. Oh my god. When when I when we get onto the runway like that look was phenomenal and so so clever like so like so intelligent and like she had a concept right the way like it was and she just always manages to look so like put together and beautiful like i mean Uh the the makeup that she manages to do like she can bring it into like super high glamour she can go into kind of cartoony she just is incredible And, and to consider that she's doing all that with the impediment of a chronic illness it just shows what a, like an outstanding performer and how much she has to give. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I I am really growing to to. I think Willow was probably my favorite in the competition, and watching her struggle like with opening the boxes and not having that sort of support that say Cornbread gave her a couple of weeks ago of kind of like mm-hmm. looking after. Like you kind of just wanted to be like, does someone not see this queen struggling? Someone get yeah. like a little knife out and open these boxes for her. Yeah, I was like. I would have been straight over with a pair of scissors and cut a garment up. Yeah. No, <laughs> Chop those arms straight. right off. No. <laughs> no. no. Um, I would have gone over and helped her because it's like, what is, well, I was like, where are you? What are you doing? Help. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And like, I think their diabetes and her are a really interesting case study side by side because they're both coming in in the shadow of a legacy queen who's known for being outside the box and you can see how willow is similarly outside the box in a way that feels tangential to to evie but isn't replicating it and i think it's it's kind of you're seeing how one can break free from the shadow and one is kind of stuck in it i think which is kind of interesting yeah it is very very much can we where are the mini challenges yes yeah there, we have, like, have we had any except we had that like weird one last week where they had to like blow the was that even a mini challenge that wasn't a mini challenge that was a team picking challenge yeah I guess it counts but yeah not really no one won it like but i do i love those because they're they're low stakes that you can get to see the people the, the, the queens just enjoying themselves without yeah. like having to kind of you know feel like this is like gonna have an impact on my staying power in the competition you, you just get to see people having fun having a bit of crack and that's where some of like the best kind of one-liners come from and some of the best kind of like you know drag race memories come uh-huh. from as well yeah so yeah like it is i i do love them like i always remember the the weird one where they had to like do, do the they had to dress up as as justices and they had to like what and cynthia lee fentaine was like the the she made sex legal or something i can't remember but it was like these are the ones that i remember and i would love to have some more of those because i really get yeah. to know the queen's creativity really well through them as well yeah 
Agreed. I don't think we've had one since the first two episodes, like the split premiere. I don't think we've had one since then. So, yeah, disappointing. Let's talk about the mirror moments this week. Uh, we had Kerry speaking further about being kicked out, Jasmine and her anti-drag dad. And then what I thought was an interesting <laughs> reflection of like the classic gay man distant father story that it's like Maddie here straight man distant mother story <laughs> now, I'm sure we've had gay men with distant mothers as well but I just thought that, that was just an interesting reflection mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When, when Kerry was talking about it and like she was like reclaiming it and stuff I love Kerry so much what a what an amazing human what an amazing person absolutely stunning as well like Icon. So beautiful and, and like carries herself with such sort of and it's interesting because in the walkthrough Rue and Carson kind of talk to her about the fact that she obviously has been hurt quite badly in her life through kind of being treated poorly by people around her made feel less than by her family and so she mm-hmm. wants to carry herself as perfectly as possible and like that then also that feeds into the feedback she's been getting on the runway which is that she she sort of puts a wall up and like I I think that in the talking heads and in the workroom, you really see a much freer version than you get of her on the runway. And if she can translate yeah. that in, if she can translate that workroom energy into the challenges, I think she could, I think she could really start to excel in the competition because I, I don't know, I had anticipated her being kind of the very front runner from the beginning of the competition. So having mm-hmm. her have this kind of more safe narrative running through it, I'm like, come on, Kerry, you, you have it within you to like absolutely yeah. own this competition. Was it Jasmine who was outed by a dad's friend as well? Yeah, they they found them on on their their drag Instagram. That was an interesting story to me as well because it does show that like the closeness often develops between the mother and the the gay child, and you feel safer talking about your identity with your mother first, and then there is always often that delay in in kind of when you feel ready to tell your father, and like having that opportunity taken away from you to have the conversation when you're ready for it, like that is just. Like it's cruel, and then it's also like you want to you want to ask well this friend like what was your intention behind that like what why why did you feel it was important for you to to kind of share this information with this person about their their child like why why did you feel entitled to that? yeah it was a it was a very sad story and then obviously it it derailed Jasmine's relationship with her father for a number of years, um and all for the sake of I don't know whatever they they thought that this friend thought they were going to get out of it. I assumed that the friend was like, you know, anti-drag, anti-gay and was like approaching the drag as if Jasmine was, you know, like using drugs. It's like, I need to tell you about your child. I'm really concerned about them because they're doing drag. Like this is in their world, in their warped worldview. This was this was like a really bad sign. And that's how I interpreted what that person was doing. They thought they were being altruistic, but they were just homophobic. And here's a question. Would it shock you to learn that your child was gay if you were dropping them off at ballet boarding school? Yeah, I don't think it would. (laughs) Was that actually true, though? Or was that just a a joke from Bosco? I related to that so much. (laughs) much. I was that kid going to ballet school and dad's school and all that stuff. And um, my mum was like, at my 21st birthday, she was like with all my dancing friends, like all these girls. And they were like, which one's your girlfriend? I was like, oh, mum, no, I'm gay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) She went, oh, we always knew. (laughs) (laughs) Why (laughs) ask? Uh, speaking of, I guess, mirror moments, we had a real life mirror moment this week. Uh, Bosco came, uh, announced o- online that they were transitioning uh, and they're not using she, they pronouns. So uh, great to see. Great to see. Like, you know, this is now going to be a series with three trans queens in it. In, yeah. In a legacy point of view. So right. I'm glad they feel comfortable to to share that with us. So that was nice. I, congratulations. I mean, absolutely. And it does, it shows as well. Like, I mean, the, it, it really shows the dominance of the talent that the trans contestants have because obviously Cornbread is much missed and made such an impact in the competition for the period of time that they were there and as a like an outstanding trans performer Kerry is like still really like proving themselves to be a force in the competition and then Bosco coming out it just I don't know it sort of really just keeps proving the point as to why people were saying for years you need to broaden the spectrum of who you're allowing into this competition mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. Let's jump into the runway then. So let's have a look at these 
unconventionally constructed costumes. First up was Lady Camden, who gave us that pastel angel constructed from tent poles and a chopped up kitty pools, how they were calling it. Um, yeah, I thought she looked. Thought she looked good. I think sometimes with the, those wings, it's very hard. It's you can struggle with wings sometimes. I think sometimes without them looking like their tentacles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, I thought definitely the comment on the lips that RuPaul made definitely made a difference. I thought her beat was fantastic. I love that yes. got her. So this is definitely one of the best she's looked. I put wow, the face is everything. Like amazing. Yeah, I I love this. I mean, I thought it it looked like a like a trans pride person walking in like a pride parade. Like it kind of gave me the energy of those sort of like amazing dancers and performers that you always see walking at like up throughout the 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 pride parades. And I I I thought she looked beautiful. Her face was so amazing. Like she is someone who's like really growing on me in the in the last week or two. Like she's so she's made her, her presence really felt in the competition and I'm starting to, because I didn't feel her in her Meet the Queens. I, I found mm-hmm. in her Meet the Queens, the, I, there was just something I wasn't relating to or I, I was just sort of not into it. I don't know if it was to look or what it was, but oh my God, has she changed my mind as as, mm-hmm. we've, as we've gone over the last weeks and she looked so good. I feel like she really should have been my winner for this, for this, uh, for this week. She is somebody who is getting it. Uh, I need to win. I need to win edit, which always irks the, the, the viewer. So I wonder what that must manifest itself later on, I guess. The um, wings, the wings reminded me of like, do you know, have you ever seen like in a car when like it's a football match or something like that? And they have those things in the back windows that fly out. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that's what it reminded me of. It was like flopping like that. I was like, oh. <laughs> I couldn't see it. Like driving down like, cheering for England like <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up was Jasmine who gave us that sort of like ruby red uh, like sheer look with the big boobs and the hat she kept saying it was Samantha Jones I didn't see Samantha Jones off but I was getting more like white lotus maybe like Jennifer Coolidge and white lotus um, <laughs> It was pool glamour. I didn't feel it was Samantha Jones, really. Uh, but that being said, I actually, I thought it was like like safe. I was surprised she was low. I, I put pink Versace, but then I kind of took it back. Um, <laughs> I saw the belt, I was like, oh, chains. And then I didn't, they weren't chains. But the hat, I just put no to the hat. The hats, I'd, per, my personal view, I'm not into hats like that when mm-hmm. they've got the whole. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, let's get on the yeah the bagel. Let's get on the slot machines. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah, <laughs> smoke a fag slot machines. <laughs> I know. I yeah, the, the like the full visor look. I I I yeah. It it wasn't my favorite look. I have to be honest. Um, and when she's um, when she's kind of kind of sold herself as like a, a seamstress and a sewing queen I kind of was anticipating particularly because she was so so cut up about not winning the first ball I thought all oh, right this is your chance now really you need to like knock it out of the park and then it did feel more basic than maybe I was expecting and I you're right I didn't I don't love the hats where you see the hair sticking through the top I just it just mm. it's not for me <laughs> I'm just I just don't understand what the hat, even like in normal life, like in normal fashions of what is the hat for? What is that? It's, your hair's going to get wet if it's raining. Or... <laughs> Diabetti was up next in that sort of rhubarb and custard, puppet, googly eyes look. I thought like, first, for, like they say in Untucked, you know, for a design challenge, there was a lot of intricate detail there, even down to like the socks and stuff. I thought she d- delivered it very well on the runway. Yeah, I, I, I would agree that when she took the googly eyes off, you did see Crystal. But then I wonder, is it because I'm expecting to see Crystal? You know, it was kind of different. So, like, I this definitely read as a top to me. Yeah, I put, wow, Rugrat realness. It gave mm, me, like, oh, very, yeah, Angelica. Like, yeah. Angelica, like, the hair, and then Willy Wonka goggles, you know. It was very, like, mis- not mystical, what's the word? Like, cartoony yeah. vibes. I, I liked it. Um yeah, I actually agree with what you just said then. Like, would I be seeing Crystal if someone hadn't mentioned it, you know? Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't I, know. I, did, I, I really liked, like, the effort that went into it and the polish with the construction. I, I did think that it was... Like definitely out of the lineup, it looked like the dress. It looked like the outfit that was probably the one of the most complicated to make. I mean, a Bosco's as well looked like it was like a, like extremely well made and 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 probably quite complicated to make. But I did feel 
like probably we're be- we're getting pushed a bit on diabetes. We want that like the producers are trying to make her break down a bit. So you can kind of get that feeling that they're like holding her under the thumb of like you're going to be safe, safe, safe until you have like a major meltdown, which to me feels a bit unfair. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, Maddie was next with her patchwork rodeo clown look with inflatable daddy morphuses as well. Um, I like I kind of appreciate that she brings this like sort of Appalachian America to the runway Um, Mm. but yeah the the patchwork dress wasn't great the scrunchies as well gave it a very strange texture yeah uh, there's always a cool concept though I think with Maddie I feel like there's always a cool concept Um, it just it wasn't for me like it, it scared me and I don't know why it reminded me of like a doll that you'd see in a charity shop window or yes, something yeah that don't buy because it's possessed um, <laughs> it, 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 yeah no i i like i always try and be very like i like to try and be very positive about everything i like try and come from a place of love and light whenever i'm assessing because it's not my creativity i don't have the talent to do this but i just thought this was bad like it just like there was just there's just no other word for it like i i i I enjoyed the storyline with the makeup and i did like the orange wig and i i like the 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 gap tooth paint and i thought that was a fun addition but like the prop was entire like she saw that inflatable doll and was like oh i'm gonna use that and then i think like you know hitched her wagon to that inflatable doll and i think that was the like that was the the stone that stunk sunk her because i think if she hadn't been so like, oh, I need to create a look that marries to this prop I have, then maybe she would have made something that was just like stand out on its own instead of just like, like what, like actively looked like what it was. Like it looked like a load of aprons like sewn together. <laughs> I think Carson described it well when it was like, it seems like Maddie just started making the garment and then fit the narrative around it afterwards as if the challenge was sell this strange dress. But actually the, the challenge was to make a nice dress. So like, I think she kind of made this thing and was like, okay, how could I spin this together with a good character? And if you were taking that as a challenge, I was like, oh, she'd reasonably well. But actually the fundamental challenge was to make something nice. Yeah, I personally think that it was good that we had them on the show. And I felt that they were like, getting a bit they're getting a bit like a bit of a bad like attention for being straight but like imagine if the shoe was on the other foot you know and we were allowed to do let's say bake off or something like that because you know but i i'm glad that maddie was on the show yeah me too and i i think they're actually a really good comedic mind and i felt frustrated that the two semi comedy challenges were teamwork and I kind of felt that they were kind of the team captain for both of those challenges Mm -hmm. and their teams and both their teams did well and they didn't get the credit for it and I was kind of hoping that we'd get a a stand-up or a comedy or a solo comedy challenge that we'd get to see them because I think that Mm -hmm. was their biggest strength was their point of view and we didn't get to get she never got that rewarded for her I I I completely agree with that I think that like design like she never claims that design and aesthetics were her strong suit they they clearly like kind of aren't at the level of some of the other contestants but in all of the like personality based challenges she has been like a real strong backbone in the teams that she was in she never really got the recognition for it that she deserved and I I think even deserved to be in the top on, on, on one of those occasions and it was sort of sad to just, yeah, yeah. And I think it, it was very sad to see them go before they get an opportunity to do something like a snatch game or a stand up comedy to kind of see. And I do like, I do think, you know, at the very, like when, when it was first announced that there was going to be a straight guy on, on Drag Race, there, there was a lot of conversation about like, you know, opening up queer spaces to, to that sort of diversity and whether it was appropriate or whether they should have waited till after they'd already sort of brought more trans people in. Oh, no, yeah. But like, I, I, I think ultimately Maddie's brought a very interesting energy to the show. I think Maddie's been very respectful of the fact that it is a queer space and that like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I, I, I really grew, I really grew to like Maddie a lot over the course of the, uh, over the course of this. And I think that she's one of those queens not maybe not on the same level of like a money exchange, but someone who's like, who has the goods and just needs the polish to kind of, you know, I think to come back and maybe do things on a bit like on a, on a, on a grander scale. Yeah, I agree. And then, um, 
I do think we should open it more to like the more queer spaces and things like that. Um, I just think I'm like at the beginning I was like, oh god, a straight person on my yeah on my my like little thing i was like no 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 and then obviously as you say like i got to grow to love them and i'm not saying let's cast the whole season as straight people i'm not saying that (laughs) because that ain't happening it'd be interesting to see whether they get swept up into like the the world of wonder of it all will they be getting guest slots on like the pit stop and stuff like that you know, because not all queens do, so it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Because they, I think they do a good job on that, whether they will or not. And now we've had a straight person on Drag Race. We need a couple of queers on Love Island. That's all I'm there saying. <laughs> oh, no, I agree. No, I agree. No, yeah. If you're listening, Love Island, let's get the queers on Love Island, okay? <laughs> well, I can look good in a bikini. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> next up was Willow Pill, who gave us the long-armed lover from Liverpool, uh, like the polka dot sort of uh, headpiece that was going on. I loved this concept. I thought she delivered it really well, even when she sort of spun around. I think she sort of lost her balance from like the, the force of those arms. And, you know, uh, yeah, I, this wasn't the top for me in terms of concept. I'm in love with Willow. Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought, yes. Amazing. And that's all I put. And I feel like that's all I need to say. Like, that look was just... I feel like Willow's looks are always on point. Like, the beach, and um, they're not afraid to be, like, ugly or beautiful or anything. They're so creative. I just think a force to be reckoned with. No, like, absolutely. I think in, in Untouched, they, they said that they felt if they'd managed to be able to tidy up some of the edges and, like, sort of, you know break like if they'd just been able to tidy up the look a little bit they felt like they would have been in the top and i'd agree with that like you could see it was like that there was an element of rush like it was rough around the edges mm-hmm. in some ways but like from in terms of like a concept like i think that like the so dia and 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 willow pill both went a similar kind of like child childish kind of direction and I think that Willow's concept was so much more out of the box and so much more interesting with kind of this like nightmare creature with these huge long arms. So yeah, I I, I really liked it. And I just love Willow in this competition. I'm excited for them to get an opportunity to do Snatch Game because I think that they will do, I, I just have a feeling they're going to do an, an iconic Snatch Game. Uh, next up was Bosco who gave us this Billy Idol animated supervillain with the sort of blue boobs and, and pants, blue wig and then like that uh orange collar um i didn't really cop it until untuck that she mentioned that she wanted to only use the unconventional material she didn't want to use anything that's traditionally used for garment making um which i think actually gave it more kudos i didn't really cop that at the time because i kind of felt it was only okay when i first saw it Mm. i i put wtf amazing the spiky neck i love the spiky Mm. neck like when christopher sarchi did the um looking my season with the Spikes. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I've got a thing for spikes. Um, <laughs> I think um, it's, the, it's but, the phallic representation there. That yeah. <laughs> All gays love pricks, you know? <laughs> I love a banana. I love a little brick. Um, but yeah, I love like, I loved it. And what was, I was, in, I was on a, I was going to say something then. Um, oh, it, it took me back to Davina. Do you remember when Davina did the yes. thing out of the, bags mm. yeah yeah yeah. it reminded me of that a little bit because it was like a plasticky material wasn't it yeah it had I think that it was same, a similar bag yeah it had that same kind of like tarpy material and like the try yeah and i loved like the the kind of the i, I don't know were they blue cups that she had kind of like m- manipulated into that, that 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 was beautiful with like the red in the center but like she just did such a fantastic job also yeah i'm a, I'm a massive fan of project runway it's it's like probably my second favorite reality based tv show um and they do these unconventional challenges every uh every season and in those seasons if you don't actively use unconventional materials for your looks you are going to get red to filth on the runway by heidi Klum. so in this challenge, Bosco would have been the only contestant who wouldn't have been being destroyed by Michael Coyles at all. <laughs> uh, Deja Sky was next. She gave us the, the two-tone Grecian goddess with the golden doilies in her hand and on her head. Um, I thought it was simple, but it was nice. I, I got what the judges were saying that the doilies cheapened it, but I mean, I was like, some other people are wearing stuff that's clearly 
you know like Kerry was walking out there with rope on her so I thought like, I was like I thought that was a bit unfair to pick on that particularly uh, and I don't know who said it but basically someone was like you know Deja brags about her seamstress prowess and they were disappointed that that's kind of what she served and I get that to a certain degree as well but I thought it, I thought it was safe mm, uh, <laughs> hard disagree from a lecture <laughs> <laughs> It's not for me. It's like personally, it wasn't my. Um, it wasn't for me. Um, the doily on the head. I know. I. I yeah. Mm-hmm. All I could think about <laughs> was the um, Father Ted. Uh, what's the name? The Mrs. Doyle. And I, all I could think of was the doily, and I kept thinking about her saying doily, and I was going. <laughs> uh, and also, like the dress reminded me of um, like the girls back in like. 2007 at college when they go to like Primark or something like that and get one of those like flowy dresses and they'd be like got orange stains on the armpits from the fake tan and stuff (laughs) you know it it, it, it just wasn't for me it's not for me no I actually I I agree I thought that the gold doily business probably read to me of probably being her looking around the workroom and realizing that everyone else had some kind of like a weird kind of bit of unconventional material so she was like oh shit what am I going to stick on myself so she just lumped a load of doilies in her hair and carried one like a fan and I also thought the dress was super like basic and simple for someone who kind of is really like you know has bragged quite a lot through the competition that they are this like amazing seamstress and they make kind of all of their their own stuff um so yeah i was expecting more from deja sky this week mm-hmm. also aren't doilies like crocheted i think that you can have paper doilies too okay, all right, okay. <laughs> yeah i know you can get you get oh no like in a cafe or something you can get like a little paper doily not in a posh cafe either it's just like a little <laughs> yeah. spoon or what, what's it called dusty spoon yeah rusty oh, spoon. Greasy, greasy spoon yeah greasy spoon not a rusty spoon <laughs> <laughs> That's a sex move or something. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to see my rusty spoon? Um, (laughs) Yeah. You get like the little paper ones, and when they get wet, they get all like. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You look like that's what they'd be putting the coffee on in that sad cafe. All the apprentice contestants are sent to when they're on the losing Mm, team. Yeah. Uh, and Jiria was next with her little black dress with the fans coming up on either side of her kind of breast. Uh, I thought the way that the dress was made was gorgeous, like with the little pockets and everything. She is just like not letting go of that top position. She's like, she's serving it every week. I love maybe because we haven't had a dance challenge. Maybe she's not good at dancing, but I think she probably is based in her first episode. So she's here to Bianca Del Rio her way through the competition, it looks like. I just put wow rich woman always knows who she is and i just think wow did you clock the shoe the shoe was incredible she added things to the shoe the oh shoes look really i missed that i need to have a look at this yeah i literally was like the shoe looked so good i thought yeah. that she was so gorgeous like it was those fans and the way like the fans kind of like framed her face and then the hair slicked back it like it created like a look like Willamita Slater would have worn in Ugly Betty like it was so just like perfect over the top but in a way that was still fashionable it like it, it was like a a like an ex-wife turning up to a husband's funeral you know kind of this sort of like I'm going to show him what he was missing it, it was just spectacular she is like it is, it feels like a one horse race really at the moment with her. It's like kind of like everyone's competing for second in some ways. Yeah, agree. Like, yeah, this she's a top. Yeah, she's a top. A hundred percent. Georges was next. She served us Shakira in Jennifer Lopez's dress. She had like that long sort of curly hair. She really gave Cario on the runway. I find myself conflicted with this, which is like, yeah, she looks great with her you know because she has i guess skinny privilege but i was wondering like is there enough garment there for it to do well but then she won so i don't know Mm, see i put very her i'd wear that definitely um and i put like obviously the mistake that i've learned from the show like small people don't need loads of fabric because it will drown you out like (laughs) that silver dress that i wore I would never wear anything like that again. Like, I, my drag is totally different now from the show, but like, because I think it drowns you, it would drown you, but she knows her body, I think. 
Like, yes, she's um, a slim person, um, but I just think I thought I thought it looked really good. I'd definitely I'd buy that if that if I saw that on a rack or something like that. I'd be like, give it me. I I thought that that with this, I think that what elevated it up to the place that it ended up like with her winning and it was definitely the performance that went along with it because it showed that she knew how to style herself for the sort of queen that she is. She didn't like overwhelm herself with a look that 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 wasn't gorgeous. Like it, it felt like it felt very much like a, a performance costume that she would wear, and it did feel like a costume that she mm-hmm. and like. And I do think like there was like lots of interesting elements to it, like the way she used all the stars and the way she used like I, th- I think she did do, you know, she did do quite a bit of work with the dress. I I think though by compare by comparison to the likes of like Angeria, Lady Camden, or even Bosco, I just think that they're technically they made better outfits, but I think that she made an outfit that really related to how, who she is as a queen and then sold it in a very her way so maybe that's what elevated her was that she was really showing like this is who i am in an outfit i've made myself yeah i guess th- these challenges are always like is it a is it a sewing challenge or is it a design challenge it's always hard to know how they go like you get rewarded sometimes like utica for like actually sewing it really well but sometimes people just look better because they've designed it better for their body so it's 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 always that balance with these challenges mm-hmm. I find it's hard to hard to work out how they're gonna fall one of my least favorite looks on the runway was from Kerry Colby the with the rope and the sweet wrappers I loved the blue wig but I just thought it was very cobbled together and I was really surprised that she wasn't in the bottom I put, I put like I put seaweed blue realness. Yeah, there was a lot going on. Like, I'm looking at it again, and I actually thought I really liked it on the show, but now I'm looking at it, it's like, yeah, there's a lot going on, isn't there? Yeah. Mm. They, like, made the rope themselves. Did they, like, wrap that, or was it already like that? We didn't get to see much of of them making it, I guess. It was hard to tell. Because if they have knotted that themselves, then that's incredible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If you do you know, I think what it sort of looked a little bit to me is like, you know, if you go to the beach and there's like, you know, broken up like lobster pots that have like gotten like wrapped up in loads of like junk. There's an element there was an element of like looking like it like a little bit of it looked kinda like that. Lobster pot. Yeah. <laughs> lobster pot <laughs> realness. Lobster 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 cage realness. But like I, I think that she <laughs> face like I loved the blue hair and I thought her face was spectacular I actually thought looking at her she gave us a little bit of like a friend of the pod Kaylee MUA in the in the face today which I was uh, very very enthusiastic for but um but yeah it definitely wasn't one of my favorites uh, I was glad she wasn't in the bottom because I do really like her and I, I'd like her to have a bit but I felt that she could have been in the bottom. I think that herself, mm-hmm. herself, and maybe Deja Sky could have been interchangeable for the bottom for me. Yeah, Electra, who would you have put in the top, and who would you put in the bottom? I'd put Willow, Bosco, and Georges in the top. I've just looked at Bosco's look again. Look at that, like the crop top they made. Oh, like, it's gorgeous! Been, like, Absolutely mm. beautiful. Bloody oh, they look like Nora. they look like you know those like cones. Like, another sports reference that you put around a field to sort of line out the pitch. That's what they could be. Yeah, I'll be seeing those later on. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the little, the little. Oh yeah, they used to do them in peeing. You have to like uh, dodge around, run around them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd go over them. I didn't know what they were for. <laughs> <laughs> I'd put them on as like a hat and be like, I went to all boys Catholic school, so I was like, all boys Catholic, like, I felt like Princess Di looking into my hat. <laughs> so, Willow, Bosco, George is in the top, and who would you put in the bottom? Uh, Deja, Jasmine. Jasmine. So, you'd, you'd keep Maddie safe? Oh, no, Bob. <laughs> Put the three, three of them in the bottom. That's right. So yeah. you, you you agree with the bottom three there, Deja, yeah, Deja, Jasmine, do, yeah. and Matt. Yeah. Oh I, yeah, was that the bottom three? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> should be a judge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably put Maddie and Carrie in the bottom two, and then either Jasmine or Deja. Probably depends. Carrie. Yeah, I just oh, Carrie no. looks awful. Like she is, oh. she looks stunning, but the actual actual lobster pot <laughs> was in the bottom two for me. <laughs> James Lo- lobster pot. I so I I would have put Jasmine and Maddie at the bottom too. I thought that was I was right, and I I probably would have had Deja or Kerry as like the safe bottom. Um, and I think probably given the fact that Deja is a seamstress and and this was kind of 
you know, it's an area she's meant to be really strong in. I probably, I can see that putting her there in the bottom might have been a good idea because it kind of said, look, you should have done better at this challenge. Like, this was a challenge that should have been for you. You've made all your own looks. So, I agree. It, 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 yes, it, I agree with the bottom three. My my top three probably would have been Lady Camden, Bosco and Willow Pill or Diabetti. I, I have Daya, Willow, and Angeria as my top three. Oh, Angeria. I, I forgot about Angeria. She's gorgeous. I wouldn't have Georges in the top, personally. Oh, no. I disagree. <laughs> I put Georges in the top. Georges is stunning. But this is why, you know, you, you are a successful drag queen and we just talk about other podcasts. You know? <laughs> You're more in line with RuPaul because Georges wins. Maddie and Jasmine get told that they're going to be lip syncing. They have a bit of a clash in Untucked and it's it's kind of hard to know where it was coming from. Like, how what was your read of it, James? So, I was confused by it because it seemed to start out as kind of good-natured, kind of like, oh, bring it in the lip sync, sis. You know, I'm going to bring it in the lip sync too. You know, both of us are going to bring it. Like kind of that sort of usual thing where it's kind of like, love you, but make sure you turn it out. Cause I, like, but then it seemed to take it like Jasmine basically was like, oh, no, don't worry. I'm not worried. I know I'm going to beat you. And Maddie took that, like took real exception to that because I think she felt like as if she was being kind of dismissed as a performer however mm-hmm. she then went back to rely on the fact that she had beaten june jambalaya in the lip sync and it blew up into this it flared up into this sort of like mashing of egos and maddie kind of going like oh my god i sent one bitch home already i'll send another bitch home and i was like really don't need to be like dining out too much on that lip sync against june jambalaya because her entire outfit crumbled <laughs> <laughs> around her during it so like it wasn't necessarily like the fact that your like performance chops did it but anyway mm. i think it was all a bit of just like too much stress would be my um mm. my, my assessment so, of the situation too. i thought it was bad that maddie you know kind of caught themselves and was like look i'm sorry for shouting went over to give her a hug jasmine was kind of refusing the hug for a bit which that yeah that was a bit childish because the way it was clipped in the main episode made it look like Jasmine came for Maddie but I actually kind of more read the other way around at the start in Untucked I kind of felt so I don't know I'm not warm into Jasmine and that didn't help no the two of them have to lip sync to Sugar Mama by Beyonce now this is the first ever solo Beyonce song to be lip synced on the US Drag Race and they chose this song of all songs good song I thought it was straight there was there's a lot of backing vocals in it so it's very hard to know which line you should be lip syncing to and I just was like this is obviously one of Rue's favourites that it was chosen because out, out of like Beyonce's discography we get this song I thought it was, was was a choice I wondered if it was cheap maybe <laughs> it's in the Beyonce bargain bin yeah you know <laughs> Like, I mean, I don't know, like, you know, if you're going to get a Beyonce song, you kind of want it to be like... You want single ladies or like run the world. Or exactly. Like Crazy Halo. love, you know, Halo. <laughs> I mean, you want that, you want one of the ones that are, that's really kind of going to like give the, you know, iconic performance that Beyonce deserves if she's having uh, her. But e- even something like Irreplaceable, I'm sure it could be a great lip sync because it's all like solo and there's the to the left and like there's full sass and it isn't a full production. Like she, in the video, it's just her singing it herself. So it would kind of translate to a lip sync. So yeah, interesting choice. I actually think if this wasn't on Drag Race where we know that you were rewarded for splits and kicks and stuff like that, I think there was an argument to say Maddie could have won this because they were delivering the song with more emotion, whereas Jasmine was just doing her hair flicks and like I, I didn't even see her lip sync it too much. I agree. Like I, I personally like I thought it was going to be a double chante. I really did a double yeah chante. I was like oh because I was obsessed with Maddie because like you are right. It's not all about the tricks and the kicks and splits. As a person who does that, you know. Um, I do love a lip sync where there is comedy or the, where there is that that emotion. You can't take your yeah. eyes off somebody. Yeah, like I was watching. Um, sorry, Jasmine. Yeah, yeah. I was watching Jasmine, and I was like, mm, no, I'm more drawn to Maddie. But then I couldn't take my eyes off Maddie's outfit. That's the problem. That was the thing. Is like, I, I actually think like Maddie, Maddie's outfit was distracting you as you were watching. Because I, I was, it, it was so difficult for her to deliver like genuine like em, emotion with yeah, the genuine kind of, like, Beyonce in that. Yeah, with the like kind of rodeo clown face paint and the like gap tooth painted in. Like it just was. 
it was very distracting but i i like i actually think that that maddie did a very like did a good job and i would have preferred if maddie had stayed just in terms of the cast of the competition and next week because i think that you know jasmine has like like all that jasmine has really brought to the competition so far in terms of like their personality has been sort of this wanting to win confrontational feeling like they should be whereas maddie just brought something much more like relaxed and chilled that i really liked yeah she wasn't in your face or anything like that she wasn't i think it is sad to see her go but maybe good to see her go at this point leaving us wanting more yeah that's exactly my point and um uh, my point i didn't even say the point <laughs> that is exactly my point but i didn't even say it <laughs> sorry had i been making um, a point that would have been it i made the point and that is the point and that's exactly my point like why have i seen it again i've point um, i'm saying the same thing like but even though i've not said anything yet um i like i agree like leave them wanting more i want more maddie i want more of maddie so that means like, all stars or you know, or another season or Christmas special or something like that. I'd love, I'd love to see Maddie on that because I want more. Yeah. 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 Electra, thank you so much for joining us. What have you got coming up? Where can people find you? All that sort of stuff. Uh, so I've got quite a bit coming up. Um, um, tomorrow you can find me in the audience of Les Mis yeah. or um, <laughs> in the audience of Strictly Come Dancing Live. Ooh. Um, no, <laughs> oh, in the audience, not in the show. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've got a lot coming up. I've got a residency coming up at Proud City. It's um, Electra Friends presents All Stars Proud City. So me and a bunch of like drag queens, drag kings, um, drag everything, like different acts are going to join my show. Um, I've got some music videos coming up soon. Um, Go stream Cheryl's new music video. I'm in that. Um, And she's in that obviously because it's incredible. Um, a few little ad campaigns coming up that I can't say about because contracts, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, boy, yeah. Uh, just, just keep your eyes peeled. Check my Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. It's at ElectraFence on all social platforms, TikTok, Twitter, Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than those sort of three outliers, I'm really not inspired by the rest of the queens to be honest i don't know i'm just and i think it's it's been exacerbated once uk versus the world came along i'm just so invested in all of those queens that it just makes me feel yeah it that i yeah it it is like it is unfortunate like the 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 fact that this like that this new season has come along and that it is so strong and that the contender the contenders in it like every single one of them like you're devastated to see any of them go we missed Cheryl and Lemon so much to leave these massive holes kind of behind them whereas in this you kind of are a bit like ah I'm all right my um but at least Cheryl got to be besties with Adele that is true that is true. I, and to be fair, what more could you want in the year of our Lord 2022 than to have a drunken Adele a pole dancing with you on stage at GAY London? What more could you want? Hopefully they can get her onto the show now as a guest judge or at least uh, someone like you lip sync or somewhere that would be good. Oh, here, that would be great. I, I would love that. A rolling in the deep lip sync would be pretty good as well. I'd be, mm. I'd be there for that too. Okay, well, we'll be back with you on Wednesday morning for the next episode of UK versus the world. Uh, otherwise, head over to Instagram give us a follow check out our reels our videos um, check out Electra Fence well lots of homework yeah uh, extra quickers if you're, <laughs> if you're so inclined, inclined. <laughs> yeah uh, I will chat to you really soon see you love you bye, bye. this show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.